0: Hello, everybody. This is Mike Kegley with the Eye on the Illini. I'm here with Larry Smith, and we are talking about the Illini Wisconsin post game wrap-up. And it was quite a game here at State Farm Center today. But before we start that, let me tell you that if you go to IlliniGuys.com, we currently have a seven-day guarantee. If you don't like it, you don't have to be here. And folks, you'll love it. We're really excited about what we've got put together for you. You would have some great uh, articles done by some of the best people covering Illini. We also have podcasts that are excellent. We'll give you a variety of people that you can listen to from national, player, uh, national people like Mike DeCourcy, Kendall Baker, and even getting down to Illini legends like Lucas Johnson and Lauren Tate. As we do that, we also want to tell you that time is drawing very short on being one of the first 300 annual subscribers to qualify for the contest to get a free three-night stay in a Maui resort. So please don't let that run out on you. Get ahead and join as soon as you can because we've got that contest going. So with that, I'm going to talk a little bit about the game with Larry Larry, you were there in the Assembly Hall, or excuse me, the State Farm Center today. <laughs> and certainly, this game with the number of dunks that Kofi had, it probably would have been ear-shattering in there. What was it like to see that performance in a relatively sedate State Farm Center?
1: Well, you know, I can't imagine what it would have been like if you'd had fans. I mean, that's just, that's just how cool it was, you know, to um, – you and I have talked before – and not too long ago, we might have gone a couple of months and not had seven or eight Illini dunks uh, that in games. And yet we had them all in one game. Um, Kofi was dialed in. Io was dialed in. This was was really an impressive win. And I thought it was great um, uh, a great game plan to feed the ball to Kofi. And then after that, again, um, they tried double teaming him. He either went up through the double team and dunked um, or he would kick it out. But he made a comment later that he said, you know, uh, Trace Jackson Davis in the Indiana game dunked on me. So now you guys got to see me dunk. I'm a dunk everybody. I mean, he just it lit a fire under him. And um, if, if, if Kofi is motivated, Oh my look out, it's going to be a fun next couple of months for Illini fans.
0: Well, you know, he, he put together um what I thought was a, you know, relatively rare thing. He had a double double by halftime. Yeah. Um And that was his 13th of the season. So Uh, Right now, he's in the lead. And if you look at um, P5 conference players, uh, the closest person to him would be Derek Culver, who has nine. So he's, you know, in terms of the big major colleges, he's out there all by himself. And I really thought the other thing that was so interesting today is Io had his triple-double. And Wisconsin was trying to employ that same plan where you're going to make Io uh, really struggle to drive the ball, and Io diagnosed exactly where the double team and sometimes even yep. a triple team was coming from, and he had a couple um, just you know beautiful passes into Kofi for dunks when it turned out that that the help was coming from Kofi's man was it was it that uh, uh, clear to you that that io was playing at an at a even higher level than normal today
1: yeah it was i thought i think we all felt he was going to come out and have a big game after you know not shooting very well two of 11 shooting and only 10 points and fouling out for the first time ever at indiana um in that quagmire as i wrote on guys.com that. Referees were giving out fouls like they were miniature Hershey bars <laughs> at Halloween. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, so we knew he'd come out, and and you're exactly right. Not only did he, he feed the ball inside to Kofi and read the defense well, he was reading the defense in the entire court. He had several zip passes that went cross court that he would find the open man on the other side of the arc. Now those shots didn't always go in, but it was one of those where again you start to see the maturation of this team, um, and Io and Kofi are part of that. But everyone else, uh, you know, Trent Frazier. Um, I think only had eight or nine points, but he made key clutch baskets. Uh, Georgie had a couple of clutch baskets. Um, Adam Miller was two of five from three and, and he's been hit hot or cold. And so you start to, you know, DeMonte Williams stepped up out of the starting lineup. He drained a three in the one chance he got. So you began to see some players filling their roles, everyone feeling each other. Um, and it starts with IO and Kofi. I mean, Io, you mentioned this, the third triple double in school history, Mark Smith back in 1979, uh, Sergio uh, did it uh, back in, in McLean in 2001, 20 years ago, and, uh, and now Io. I think he knew that that was there. At one point, he was chasing a loose rebound, and I think it went to Adam Miller, but he had eight rebounds at the time and needed two to get to 10. <laughs> and I wondered at the time if he was aware uh, of how close he was. But it was a fun game against a team that always plays Illinois so tough. Seven straight losses to the Badgers here in Champaign they hadn't beat them since 2011. And so you start to see this team like we did last year, they start to go in and do things. This program hasn't done in a number of years. Um, and so you win four straight. Now you wait to see who you're going to play next. This is a team right now that definitely should be in the top 10. And let's, let's be, let's, let's be honest. When my next bracketology comes out, Mike, I'm putting them on the two line. They, they are at least the, the number 18 um, on the, on the S curve and maybe higher if they keep playing like this and, and I don't not win every game, but if you play like this and don't stumble against a team like a Nebraska or something, this is a team that has a shot at a one seat. Um, and, and that, that, that spot is kind of right there. There's two ones we know have locked up. That's Gonzaga and Baylor. There are other two that are open Illinois very much. If they keep playing like this, we have a shot at one of those.
0: Total, I totally agree with you. I, I thought today, um, couple of things came to mind. Demonte Williams, you know, he did it quietly, but he had nine rebounds and yeah. there were several times that he got boards at key moments where he was clearly blocking out somebody with six to seven inches on him. And he maintained the block out longer than what you would typically um, expect a player to do it. And then he ends up with the board. And you just don't see a six-two, six-three player doing that that often. I thought that stood out to me. Uh, Granderson had two or three hustle plays where he either gets a rebound or even the play that Kofi did—the little toe tapping where he had to drop the ball to make sure he didn't travel. That right. wouldn't have happened had Granderson not reached a hand out there and changed the trajectory of a ball away from Wisconsin. Um, and and so I really like the way he finds a way. To get something done. And we also saw some athleticism out of him that I don't think we were uh, really told existed. There was a couple of times he was clearly up above the rim on, on plays that he didn't end up getting the board, but, but his elevator goes higher than what I thought it did. Um, and then finally, I thought Curbello for the first time today, he was kind of set up by a team that really exists on letting you dribble into problems. letting you uh, get your guard down and then kind of trapping you. And, and, you know, and then all of a sudden you've went from thinking that you're, you're uh, exploiting a crease to where you're in an untenable position and you're trying to get a, get uh, rid of the ball. And, and I was really happy that maybe he had some lessons that he could learn in a 15 point victory versus learning those, in a two point loss.
1: Mike, you're exactly right. And in fact, that was a point when um, he made some of those, you know, bad decisions um, on offense that led to a couple of breakout baskets in the end. And, and um, Wisconsin pulls to within single digits. And Brad Underwood calls a timeout and really lit into Corbello. The one thing with not having anybody uh, in the stands, you know, from the media section, you could hear the coaches. I mean, you could hear, (laughs) You know, I'm not going to tell you because uh, you know there may be kids listening in. I'm not going to tell you the choice words he used, but he screamed right in Corbello's face, um, and then began got into the huddle um, just with this decision. Chin Coleman came over, talked to uh, Corbello, reassured him. Uh, some of the players tapped him on the back and the head. Kofi gave him a hug when it broke up before he went inside. And then when all that was all said and done, and the managers putting the chairs away. Underwood went back over to him and talked to him again about the decisions he made, reaffirming that. So it was a teachable moment. Um, It's ugly, but it was clear the love and respect on this team everyone has for each other, even Underwood for his freshman point guard, because he knows if this team is going to go deep in March, Andre Cabello is going to play a significant role in whatever this team does. And uh, and you're exactly right. It wasn't his best game, but it was on a night that he didn't need his best game to still win by double digits over a top 25 team.
0: Yeah, and and I'll tell you, even coaching AAU ball, when you had to play some of the bigger um, organizations up out of Wisconsin, you know, you play the Blizzard or some of those other teams. But one thing we would go over is like, don't over dribble against these guys. You yeah. over dribble, you'll end up in a one on three situation and you'll wish you hadn't have. You can see that 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 style of basketball that was started by, you know, Bennett all those years ago is is still a big a big deal up there, you know, through now a third coach, um, and and once you learn that you can't do that, I think you uh, you, you, you kind of gives you an indication of how to how to go against them. I also thought in the first half, uh, Wisconsin had a couple opportunities to make some open threes. They didn't. Illinois guarded them pretty well on the rest of them. And it's going to be a pretty rare moment when you get uh, a Wisconsin team that doesn't score from the three point line in a half and goes over nine. But I do like having to go up to Wisconsin, trying for a sweep. I like that a lot better than how we're going to Ohio state, hoping to prevent one.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and a good point about Wisconsin, this, this is not a very athletic Wisconsin team and yet they are so well coached and well-drilled. They stay in games, you know, Illinois couldn't pull away from them even though clearly they were the more talented team um, on the courts, Uh, but they don't have the athletes outside of Trice who is just a terrific player at 22 points lead the way for the Badgers. Um, You know, they've got some guys, you know, Potter is pretty athletic. You know, he can do some things. Um, Reavers, you know, he's a veteran and, and has some nice moves and, uh, try to bring them back, but they don't have enough of those uh, throughout. And so you're you're exactly right that you uh, I'd rather have you going up for the, the sweep than to trying to to gain the split. And again, you know when you look at the schedule now, um, you know Michigan. We found out during the second half that they officially have postponed the game against Illinois on Thursday. We know that uh, Michigan State uh, Illinois is requested to play make up the game at Michigan State from last month to on Thursday, they'd like to do that. They don't want to sit until the 16th at home against Northwestern. Because here's a problem. You only have two home games left, and that's Northwestern the 16th and then Nebraska the week after. So you've got three games to make up, all of them on the road. One thing they don't want to do is wind up playing four or five games in a row on the road. They don't want to do that either. So hopefully they find a way. The Big Ten has has got to jump in and start trying to make up these games because you're running out of dates, and you can only make up so many days at the end of the – the schedule regular season schedule before you had the Indy for the tournament.
0: Yeah. And, and I got to be honest with you and, and I just don't have faith early on in the leadership of the commissioner. So hopefully somebody lower than him will take a stand on this because this is an excellent opportunity to provide them, uh, you know, avoiding a 10 day layoff that they've had no control over. And I, I don't want to see that. And I do, I am a little disappointed that, you know, with with nobody having COVID, at least that's what the reports coming out of Michigan are. It seems a little bit um, uh, a little bit crazy that they can they can cancel yet another game. It would be different, you know. You would be very concerned about the players and the coaches, you know, if they had two or three cases and that was the reason that a that a game was being canceled. But you know, I'm obviously, you know. I'm not a, I'm not working in the big 10 office and and that's above my pay grade. (laughs) Um, What what did you think of that whole situation up there in Michigan?
1: Yeah. I mean, the one thing that that is the unknown is what exactly is the variant that they found. They found some other variants of that. And we, we don't know what that is, but to your point um, you've had time to clean it. (laughs) So you think it'd be clear. And, um, and it, it, so I, I don't know. It's, the fact it's kind of we heard about it from, you know, from our guy, Brad Sturdy, fellow Illini guy, we heard about it a few days ago, and then now finally it's official. Um, you do wonder kind of what's going on there. But I think part of this is just the era we're in right now with COVID and nothing is uh, is guaranteed. So for Illinois, go out and win every game, play hard 40 minutes because you don't know um, what's going to happen later. And I'm, I'm not sure Illinois at this point, if they don't play this week, if they don't make up one of these games this week, I don't know that they get to, the, to a full uh, 20 game schedule. I don't know that that happens because um, you're, again, you're running out of dates.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, it certainly looks like if they get a chance to play close to the, uh, the schedule um, they will have the opportunity to play the ranked opponents. And if you can, you know, win your fair share, you know, they have a chance to, to make it to the, even, you know, to the two line and, and like you talked about with, with some really solid play like we've seen the last couple of games, I could see them sliding in to be the third or fourth one seed. They've got the opportunity is there.
1: Yeah and the resume is there to, to your point. you've got to, you've got to go at Minnesota they're playing much better than when we saw them uh, to start the season in, in, in Illinois Flactum, uh back you know in, in mid-December. Um, you've got at some point maybe play at Michigan, you've got to go at Wisconsin, you've got to go at Ohio State. So, to your point, you've got four really tough uh, games against teams in the top 25, to top 30 coming up. Um, but I like what I, Mike, I like what I see of this team right now um, in terms of when you see their growth, even from a couple of weeks ago, they've come out after that 10 game, uh, that 10 day hiatus because of the Michigan State cancellation, and have re- they're really playing their best basketball right now. The question is can they stay focused amidst the distractions of, of possible canceled games? can they stay focused on this? I thought Iowa was outstanding. I thought their defense, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but they held Wisconsin to a season low 17% shooting from three point range. I mean, nobody does that. Um, You know, there were several sequences where they just, the the rotations are good. Kofi's done a great job of getting out of the perimeter uh, um, on Potter and, and uh, Reavers, just like he did against Jackson Davis, uh, and any in with Indiana and Garza with Iowa and, and that changes things and he's so big he doesn't have to get right up on them he still stays back to where they do try to drive he can fall back and try to stop that drive and not get beat and so again the maturation and coach Underwood talked about that he said he's had I mean he's having so much fun coaching Kofi because he's really just scratching the surface uh, of what he can do and um, I think that's the thing is that we talk about the offense and the dunks and and the passes by Io and the triple double and all the rebounding, the rebounding edge was 46-19 to 19 today. Illinois dominated the boards. But it's the defense that really is, is picked up. Adam Miller doesn't get the credit for the job he's done defensively as he tries to figure out his shot. So it's a fun team to watch. And, and the way they play, they're going to be in every game. This is not a team that's going to lose uh, by 10, 12 points the rest of the way. I'd, I'd be very surprised if
0: that happens. Yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming eerily similar to last year's team. Where they're yeah. starting to get on that roll in in of all times, one of the tougher Big Tens we've seen, and they are elevating their game almost game by game. Um, and it's 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 impressive to watch. So we've we've got we've got through quite a few things. Is there anything else that, that we need to talk about before we wrap up?
1: You know, um I, I don't think so. And and the, the one takeaway for me, this was my first time actually being in-house not not at a game as a spectator but covering them as a journalist is the 05 title game and so i mentioned earlier on a on, on the on the forum board that we're always talking you know kind of brought back a lot of memories i'm not going to compare this team to 2005 it's not fair it's a different team but there is a chemistry and there is a level they're hitting that makes you think okay, the team we thought that this squad could be in the preseason in the summer, they're becoming that team. And, and they're a lot of fun to watch. You know, again, there's so many different variables that come into play that, you know, who knows how we get to to Indianapolis next month. But once you get to Indy, you have a chance to play and win nine games with the big 10 tournament and NCAA tournament over 25 days. And this is a team right now showing that they can win. They can beat good teams despite the distractions, despite an Indiana game with all the fouls and aisle fouls out. Um, you know, Today was a Wisconsin team that's, again, not a great athletic team, but they're top 25 for a reason. They play defense, and they're drilled, and they're going to go through their paces, and they're going to make you work for it. And they beat them by 15, and that's with mistakes. Yeah, this it's could have been a 20, 25-point win. That's how much better Illinois was. So um, the big thing right now is him to stay healthy and stay focused. And I think for fans, you know, get ready. This is um, an exciting team to watch. And they're we're watching them grow and develop and mature right before our eyes. And that's a lot of fun to, to sit back. And after all we've been through as fans, it's fun to sit back and, and have, have a year like this so we can actually watch them um, reach for the stars.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's hard to compare them – mid-year or, you know, roughly right. in the middle of the year to those, the 89 or the 05 team. Um, and we'll, obviously, their accomplishments will be ultimately how they're judged. Uh, fairly, unfairly, it's a, this is probably a more stressful year than any year of college basketball ever. Um, but the one thing is, is they may have to rely, you know, Brian Barnhart brought up that you know, they have to rely on freshmen in key places and neither the 05 or the 89 team had to have that type of contribution from freshmen. But I will say that both the 89 team and the 05 team would probably be shaking their heads trying to figure out how they're going to guard Kofi. <laughs> and, and he's the X factor. And, and I'll tell you what, um, Coach Antigua has got him where he is not jumping up and trying to block everything he's not flailing his arms at the ball and he's not picking up those extra fouls that are so key so that he can be on the court he can protect the rim which means the defenses can play a little bit more risk-oriented um you know defense and he's there getting rebounds and cleaning up you know bad shots and 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 forcing a new possession for the Illini and if he maintains that discipline, they're going to be in every game, just like you said. So with that, uh, we are going to wrap up the Illini guys here. So if everybody uh, get the opportunity, please go to IlliniGuys.com, where you can get all this, uh, these podcasts and the articles and our message board. Uh, And even better is during the games, we have a feature called the game room that people have absolutely loved. We'd love to see you out there in the game room and uh, just come out. Give us an opportunity. And we think that you'll stay for a long time. For Illini Guy Larry, this is Illini Guy Mike saying thank you and have a great weekend.